listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast, the new brand of AM radio. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Um, we're recording, and for those of us watching live, we are uh, we are the AntsMarching.org team. I'm very distracted today. Um, it's Saturday afternoon. I'm Matt. I am here, joined by Joe. Uh, and this is the AntsMarching.org podcast, episode 99. Joe, there we go. I'm in the flow now. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good, Matt. It's been a while since we got a ch- chance to talk. Well, I mean, at least on a podcast. Um, it's been hard to line up our, our schedules. We've both been having a lot of stuff going on at different times. So yeah. I'm glad to finally get on to the, on the microphone with you again. Yeah, likewise, man. Um, you know, I miss seeing you and obviously hanging out in person. Um, we obviously saw each other at the Gorge. And since then, I think... It's been come back to earth, back to reality, and get done all the stuff that we pushed off, and especially you probably all summer long, yep. uh, kind of playing catch up. So while we've been meaning to get a podcast together specifically to talk about uh, the uh, the Gord shows, the end of the tour, and then things like um, the, the miscellaneous shows that the band has played, the Jimmy Kimmel, Ellen, uh, the Target private show, Spotify, Farm Aid, uh, the Pilgrimage Festival being canceled, all kinds of stuff like that. Then you've got Mexico, Dave and Tim. You've got the fall tour. You've got a lot of stuff. The set list game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, most, but, I'm most excited to hear about you going to the Gorge Yeah, your feelings you, you on are, that. You might be the only one out there <laughs> who really cares. Um, I, I hope my, my, my feelings aren't dulled by the passage of time on that. Right. I know. Um, it would have been great. to. It, it's, you can go both ways. So you get it fresh or you get it, you know, let it uh, mature like a wine there and get some... I, Let it settle I think the ladder's. I think the ladder's better. I feel better having a little bit of time to talk about it. I do because I don't feel. I wasn't like coming out of a cannon one way or the other mm-hmm. right away. Yep. So I don't think there's any real going to be difference outside of just time to mull on it, which is better. So um, some people might want to hear a hot take, <laughs> but I really didn't have a hot take after it. So it'll it'll be good to to let some time pass. I, anyway, I kind of felt the same way. And I don't want to just to add on to this that. You know, after the gorge, it was like we were t- together Monday and Tuesday, and I never really like felt like I wanted to get it from you yet. I kind of felt like you wanted to sit on it, and you weren't volunteering your opinion yet. So I was happy to let that opinion kind of form. So I'm, that's why maybe I'm so anxious, and I think the listeners are too, because we t- the only shows that you've been to for the summer, um, you had some reservations or initially weren't going. So I- I'm anxious to hear what it'll be. Yeah, I mean, if I was chomping at the bit to get in your ear about it, you like oh, yeah. that would be one thing. There was there was none of that this year. Right. Um, not a good thing, not a bad thing. You know, it's just a thing. So, yes, unfortunately, we have to push all of that off. There's um, so much to talk about, yeah, but something more important yeah. came up, huh? Yep. Joe wanted to maybe do a double back-to-back podcast here, but... I don't know if we want a four-hour podcast session today because I think that's what it would turn into. <laughs> yeah, it's like sixty-five degrees and sunny outside here too, outside Seattle. So I, I'm the that's I'm so happy. today is the one day that it's nice in Seattle. Oh man, it's, the one day out of the year. Oh, jeez, you got to get out there. Yeah, screw screw podcasts. I know we have to take advantage of it. Um, but yes, like you said, we have quite a bit to talk about. Um, it's been. It's been what seventeen years since we've had a similar situation to this. Is that right? What what situation are you talking about? Um, <laughs> yes, it's been a long um, time. I think since another we... live tracks came out. Yes, another live tracks. <laughs> it's been a while since we've had a live tracks. <laughs> um, for those who may be uh, unaware, uh, yesterday um, uh, it seemed like 
what's now being called the Batson Sessions have leaked out on the internet. And again, for those unfamiliar, the Batson Sessions are a set of recordings from um, various times in 2006 after the release of Stand Up um, that the band went back into the studio, recorded with producer Mark Batson, and um, it looks like a bunch of material has now made its way to the internet. And it's kind of echoes of the Lily White Sessions situation. It didn't come completely on the heels of the Come Tomorrow release. Um, but there are obviously some similarities. We'll dive into into that, Joe. But do you have anything to add right now? I mean, this is pretty surreal time. Very. very I mean, after the Lily White Sessions and that, that, set, that, that experience, I mean, I never thought we'd actually have that again. Um, I mean, that was like news breaking like not just DMV community that was across the music industry true about studio sessions getting out and the and the fan base turning it into an album and treating it as a an album that but even though the band you know wasn't happy with it and didn't want us to hear it I, the management clapped down so much after that oof um contracts and uh, that that people had to do and security and all this kind of stuff I didn't think we would, it would ever happen again. So it's crazy to find our, ourselves in the spot right now. Well, and and that is the kind of similarity, but different too. Um, just to to kind of set up the Lily White sessions, this is um, that was the fourth album from the band, the follow up to Before the Scottish Street. So at that point, imagine you've got those three albums in the bag. Um, anticipation is super high. The band is peaking. They're on stadium tours. I mean, I don't think they've ever been. They were probably at the height of their popularity and their momentum at that point, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they start their 2000 summer tour. They're playing Gray Street, Sweet Up and Down. They're playing JTR. Like, people are loving these songs, and they know that these are the songs that they're in the studio recording with Lily White. Right. And then the album, the release date starts slipping, and then it was November of 2000. They Remember that picture at Giant Stadium, that big poster, and it was basically the advertisement for the album. Everything's all set, and basically, I mean, the talking bartender, there's this feeling that we already know what songs are on the album, and yet there was no sense of disappointment. It was this anticipation, this excitement, this album's coming out. And then it all goes away. Dave goes out to L.A. for two weeks with Glenn Ballard, comes out with Every Day, and we're like, uh, what? And whatever that was, um, the feeling of the community, whatever that was in the reaction, was nothing compared to the fact that I think either right before or right after Every Day came out, these Lily White sessions leak. Mm-hmm. And now you've juxtaposed, you basically said, okay, this is what I missed out on, and admittedly not finished, but quite good. Uh, not finished, you know, and, and this is what you gave me instead. Uh, and I think that backlash, the timing of that couldn't have been worse. <laughs> and... Um, it's basically like buying the latest iPhone before the day before the next one comes out. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you got and then like the the next day they release the new version and you're like, "Oh, are you kidding uh, me? Stuck with this." And so this situation's not quite the same, right? I mean, this was not an aborted session that we could have gotten if right. not for Come Tomorrow. Right. Yeah, it's a good point, but, you know, I know we were talking about this before and I, I was saying thinking that they were pretty similar and there are some similarities, but I think what you just said there um, made me notice the difference. And the difference is with the Lily White Sessions, the the fans thought they got their old band back. They were like, "Who? what is this new band? We just feel like we got tricked. Oh, there's my old band. Yes, we want that back. And that's what made it so big. In this case, I don't think anybody feels like Come Tomorrow was 
a really different band. Um, I know we have a whole podcast on our feelings about it, but I don't. Th- I don't feel like the, the Batson Sessions release is like, oh yes, that's that's the old DMB. That's the DMB that we wanted to have and we didn't get with Come Tomorrow. I don't think that applies in this case, but that did apply right. to the Lily White Sessions. It wasn't either or, right? Basically, right, right, right. Yep. Just a- additive, yeah, bonus. That being said, it is new music, even though it's over 10 years old. This is new music that, and some of it never heard of before, never even hinted at. Um, and the opinions abound. Um, but I would, you could, it's, it's natural. It's going to happen. You're going to make the argument. How many of these tracks would you rather have on Come Tomorrow or whatever the latest album was versus what actually made it on the album? Yeah. And me personally, uh, I think I could make an argument for a handful of songs that I would have rather had. I listen. The longer the time goes on, the Come Tomorrow is an awful album, in my opinion. Whoa, bad. You're, you're bad. You, you gave it what? A, initially, a review gave it two. What, what does two mean? I don't know what two means. Two out of five. Two stars out of five. Okay, you gave it a two out of five. All right. I thought we did letters, but grades. But uh, we we might we might have. So but now again, so now you're saying. It's still a two, or are you saying it's a one, or what are you saying? Now? I haven't listened to it since that week, um, but you know, you hear songs, songs get caught in your head, you hear things live, and I am I am flabbergasted at the the lack of effort that this band now puts forth in the studio, in terms of or or the taste and what they actually decide to put in an album. I I don't know what's going on, but um, I wouldn't call, I wouldn't object- call it the band. I would call it Dave Dave's taste at this point. Yeah, and you and I have had conversations recently about um, it possibly being a uh, a thing with 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 Boyd in terms of you know I think you you miss this sound um, and maybe it, I miss the sound of violin, but maybe for so long they've been trying to get Boyd back into the creative cycle and it just wasn't happening. So then they just now they're they feel free. They've come out. I've never had so much fun because they don't have to worry about trying to fit the sound in that Worley wasn't participating for a while. Sure, right, but it's. Whatever's going on, I, I don't know what they were doing with Come Tomorrow, but I don't know if I'll ever go back and listen to that album. Yeah, I don't think it was Boyd-related. I think it's just Dave preferences. And I think, actually, one reason one reason I have that feeling is because of these Batson sessions. You can see that songs were getting written and weren't really thinking about Bo- Boyd while these songs were being written. There clearly isn't parts for them, and they're not right. the songs aren't, don't get changed that much when they put add Boyd into them So for the, no. for the songs that are there. So... I just think it's uh, Dave's musical taste and where he wants to be right now. He's been very clear. He, he doesn't like feel like singing about silly things. He feels like he's an older man and, and that just is childish and it doesn't seem right coming out of his mouth. He wants to sing about more, you know, mature things. And and I don't know if I agree with that though. I mean, Seek Up's not silly, right? Yeah, no, I'm not saying all the, the music's silly. You say monkey stuff. Yeah, the monkey stuff. You always say every <laughs> song had a monkey. Every album had a monkey. I like that. I know, but he doesn't. He doesn't want to sing about you know goofy stuff like that, like uh, yeah. cornbread. Um, you know, he's a little bit more. He's like a yeah. parent now, and doesn't want to feel maybe embarrassed or immature to be singing about cornbread while he's got you know three three teenagers. Yeah. Well, we can we can break down how we feel about. I mean, you and I have sprinkled through the, the listening to this. We haven't put the headphones on for the last twenty four hours nonstop or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, we we have some thoughts. But you want to go back and talk a little bit about the history of this leak in particular, or at least as far as we know, right? Sure. Yeah, we can we can we can put together our pieces. I think we, maybe we probably should have started with at the start is um, we aren't associated with the leak. Um, we aren't the leakers. We haven't done that, so we'll just cover that from the start. But yeah, let's talk about uh, where, where, did, where did this all first come about? 
Yeah, uh, well, for me at least, it was. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of uh, being on the message boards anymore. You know, I've just when you're message board forum administrator, or whatever. That just so many years of it, you kind of just back away. Um, and but I found a thread um, on DMBC, the the DMB forum of ants, and people were talking about these lost sessions from 06 with Batson, and supposedly some girl got these demo CDs supposedly from Butch. It started on a DMB family Facebook group or something, a picture of these these CDs, and then the community went wild and scared her away, or some guy was going to buy it from her. She was trying to sell them. The rumors, rumors are rumors, right? Somebody said someone like law enforcement got in touch with them and scared them away. And that was three months ago and not much happened since then, right? Yep. Been, as far as we knew. Yeah, as far as we knew. And uh, the uh, actually, uh, my understanding is the recordings were, were, as part of that law enforcement thing, were to be destroyed. Um, right. So we, we pretty much thought uh, that was the end of that thread. There wasn't going to be any more. And maybe it was yep. the end of that thread and maybe a new thread came up because of it. Sure, sure. Uh, as of uh, yesterday, people, um, we start getting emails and text messages from people sending us like clips and links to certain things. Is this real? What is this? And on top of that, apparently um, another site there, DMB Almanac, it starts posting lyrics to songs and song titles. Um, kind of, uh, and then of course those got pulled down. Uh, so. Uh, and, and, and somebody had said, go uh, Google for a certain string. And we did that. And lo and behold, there's the link to these sessions. And we have no idea how it got there. Uh, but apparently whoever was sharing it uh, shared it on a site where uh, they named it a certain way to make it easy to be discovered and got indexed by Google. And uh, it's a pretty, so if, if, you're, if you're trying to, if you have something, this doesn't apply just to music. If you have anything that you don't want the, you know, people to get and you want to keep pretty fine, that that's like 101. Like, how about sh if you want to share a file with somebody and you don't want the public to see it, you know, you don't put it on a publicly indexable source. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. If I got to send some private stuff to, to you, Matt, I'm not going to put it on a, a public uh, you know, streaming service that Google is searching and going to, Right. make available for everybody else that's right whoever did that was either was intentional because uh, they wanted that to happen or it was pretty silly um and caused it ended up being leaked yeah so so apparently there's two there's two discs of material out and the rumor is now that there's a third disc that well it's not a rumor i mean we we have photos we saw the image of yeah, a third there disc. was three discs one from 2005 um, you know, with very looks like lots of lots of tracks, probably short in length, um, probably working ideas, and then there was the two two other ones from 06, one from spring and one from the winter, and those are the two discs that have since leaked. I think one's got a total of uh, sixteen tracks on it, the spring one, and the winter one's got a total of seventeen tracks, which puts us at out of all of those, I think we got fifteen that were unheard to this point. I think is my count, and then. The other 18 are just early versions or alternate recordings of songs that we've previously heard about through whatever means. Yeah. So in that third disc, uh, the you know, not out at, up to this point, but uh, already, uh, as typical, some blame flying around that apparently the assumption is now the third disc is not going to be released because somehow uh, news was posted uh, on Ants about this and... Uh, 
We don't know if that disc is coming out or not. Uh, but Joe, if there's blame to be placed, where should this blame be placed? I mean, is this? <laughs> did we leak this thing? Did we? Are we? Apparently, nobody knew about it until we posted. Nobody, right. except all of Twitter yeah. and Google <laughs> and everything else. Yeah, Almanac. I mean, if if you want to, it, it's so silly to talk about the third disc at this point. Like oh, to, to speculate that it, to already say that it's not going to come out, I think is kind of you know jumping to conclusions. But if it doesn't come out, um. You know, where does, you know, do we blame somebody? I mean, it seems weird to blame somebody. If you want to blame somebody, it's probably the person that leaked the content. And um, it, it was it was out there. It was starting to be public knowledge. And once it got out into public and people were sharing it, that's when you ruined the third disc. It didn't matter if somebody posted a news article about it. it was, everyone was going to find out about it anyway. It was already, everyone already was finding out about it. So, you know, the problem was is, you know, with any of these kind of stuff, it's about containment. And um, we actually tried our best to contain it when when right. things were getting posted about it on the forums. We were deleting posts. Posts were getting deleted. Matthew from um, the staff was from the uh, from the mods was deleting uh, posts. We were closing threads. We were trying to do our best to contain it. Um, but there's that, there's that point of you lose containment and now it's just spreading. And then once it's up on right. Google, I mean, what, right. what are you supposed to do? So, and, and guess what? We're a Dave Matthews Band fan site and something of this significance is relevant. And we're going to put a blog post up if it's relevant news. Well, yeah, we tried uh, to contain it at the point that it's no longer contained. Everyone's going to find out about it. We, it wasn't, right. we weren't, you know, at that point it was already, already a done deal. So we're just reporting the news at that point. Right. Right. So... Uh, apparently, still people want to want to find somebody to blame. It sounds like they should look at the people who origi- originally shared it. I mean, if the third disc was in such precarious bal- the balance, mm-hmm. then maybe sharing the first two discs so publicly wasn't the wisest <laughs> move. So maybe they should look in the mirror. Whoever right. chose to uh, point the finger elsewhere. Right. Uh, I, I think yeah, there's still not a news article up. Everybody knows about this, and that's, we're still in the same situation of this supposedly yep. no no third disc. But getting a little bit yep. of ahead of ourselves here. Right, right, right. Uh, so, yeah, um, it's it's exciting. I'm, you know, when I look at the track list and I look at some of the songs, well, I, there, again, there's a... Well, I, well I'm sorry to give you a train of thought, just you made me think of something just on this, this yeah. leak. Um, you know, th- these are clearly early sessions, um, mm-hmm. and I think one person has publicly, associated with the band, one person has publicly come out and made a public comment on it. That that right, Matt? Yeah. Uh, Mr. Batson himself. The producer he made a comment. Yeah, what did he say? Do you have it? So he uh, he did. Uh, I do. Um, he had said that these are song ideas and not the completed versions by far. I wish you guys could hear versions that are much farther along than these. And, you know, you think about it, and we're all happy uh, to hear anything new and, and un, unreleased. But think about it from an artistic standpoint. Like, I get it. If you are halfway done with a finished article and, and then you want people to hear that, um, I got to feel it's probably pretty uh, pretty invasive to feel like someone's looking at your art halfway done mm-hmm. or listening to your art halfway done. So uh, and especially that goes with the producer because when it comes time to listen to the quality and the layering of these things, it's pretty thin. And at this point, the producer's really not a whole not all that involved at this stage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like anybody can hit record. That's not this is not where this stage is not where a producer really um, has an impact and 
you know, I don't well, know. The producer, if thinking this I mean, the producer does more than just the record. I mean, it's song generation, it's it's structure, song structure. That they're influencing the musicians on what they think they should do. The musicians aren't coming up with it all. They're definitely relying on the producer on how to structure the song, where to put refrain, how to what kind of what kind of instruments should we have on it. So even before you hit record, the producer is very involved at that point. I suppose, yeah, but I mean, I guess if I'm that producer, I'm still probably a little embarrassed or shy to let anybody hear things at this stage. Oh, 100%. Yeah, and I think... that's what, I guess that's where I'm going. Yeah, for. and I could totally respect that, like you are saying, half art, I'm on the same page, I respect it. Um, and, I, and, and if we can do anything, is to try to pe- put people's eyes on, like, this isn't meant for us, and I totally, agree, you know, agreed with, with the producer, with the band, like, we shouldn't have it. But we do. There's nothing we can't, you know, we can't all just say we're going to not listen to it. I mean, it just it all came out. I think it desires from the fan base to just have more material. I think this band, this fan base wants more from this band. And we go long periods without new material or new songs. It would be awesome if we got one of these songs. They like just trickle them out. And I, and, um, I read an article from uh, Bruce Floor, who's um, the, the band's A&R, you know, um, rep from, and... He talks about his advice to bands, to other bands out there, and his advice is like, don't really put an album together. In today's day, don't put the al- an album together unless you have something very significant to say with a lot of songs, um, like, you know, um, like a Pink Floyd album or something like that. His recommendation in today's world is to constantly be releasing material, one song every couple months is his recommendation for, for the music industry now. And that's what fans are getting from other bands right now, but we're not getting it from DMV. And we, we have to wait so long between albums, so long between new songs that we're just starved for new material. And that's what creates this. Like we'll take unfinished versions because yep. so, we don't get them oh. very often. Joe, that's a fantastic take. I didn't think of it that from that angle, but what I completely and wholeheartedly agree with you 100%. And you know me taking the taking the little harsher tone. After six years of waiting, pining, like you're saying, mm-hmm. to have Come Tomorrow be the response is is not it, not getting it done. I mean, I like... It leaves, I, room. I, it leaves room for stuff like this to make it that much more significant. Yeah, I, I, true. I mean, I think, you know, you said your, 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 your rating of Come Tomorrow has gone down since our, you know, our first review. I, mine is e- e- probably equal. There's some things that are up uh, come tomorrow that I actually lo- like after more time. I think my biggest mm-hmm. complaint still is that there's too much Dave solo on come tomorrow. And when you hear all these songs that from the Batson sessions that could be full band songs and we can have less Dave solo songs, that's probably the most the thing that you know I wish the most out of this is trading some of those Dave solo songs for these other ones on here that are they're gonna have feature the full band. Yeah, I mean, you've got a song like Early Home on uh, on this the Batson Sessions, which is essentially Dave Solo. There's some cool horns at the end. Um, you know, I'll take that over. Throw a song at me from Come Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's, it's... Yeah, When I'm Weary? I don't know. Uh, you know, even When I'm Weary, I like as an album ender. You know, it's a minute and a half or whatever. I, I, I'd be more apt to accept that if there were like 60 minutes of music on that disc instead of you know 42 or whatever however many minutes there are Mm -hmm. um i wouldn't mind a little minute and a half closer like that typically yep uh but that's yeah one i'm worried is not a complaint for me so come tomorrow but so many other songs are it's just that's a snoozer of an album um and i guess what i'm saying is it's impossible to look at the bats and sessions outside of the prism of come tomorrow for me at least normally try to you, you try to and normally we would but the thing that makes it we can't is come tomorrow has bats and session stuff 
on it. You know, normally yeah. Come Tomorrow would just be the band right now in this moment, and it is to whatever degrees, but they're actually pulling songs from the Batson Sessions. So they just blended those two together, Come Tomorrow and Batson Sessions, because there's overlap there. That's a good point. Uh, I mean, Come On, Come On, which was just Come On and the Batson Sessions, is not all that different <laughs> when you listen to the two versions that are on there from from the final release. Same with Idea of You. Yeah. Yeah, just they... they uh, clearly, those tracks that we have in the Batson sessions are early versions. They just, the song structure didn't change. They just added maybe some of the other elements. And I think it's an in- important note is these Batson sessions um, are very rough. So there's two CDs that we have right now from 2006. The first one in the spring is very rough. Um, you know, there are tracks there that is just mainly Dave and Batson only. Um, and it's like Batson laying down the drum parts on a drum machine. Like it's yeah. not even Carter yeah. on the drums. I'm making assumption, but I think it's a, face, a fair, a safe assumption. But it is early, early stuff. Now, the second one is less raw. There's more work on it. We're still missing a lot of things. Like, so there's not a lot of horns on any of this. It hasn't got these nope. songs haven't gotten to that point. No strings. I think like maybe two of them have strings. I, don't quote me on that. But yeah. not a lot of no Boyd recordings are on here. So these are so early, and that's what happens when you get to Come Tomorrow is you now introduce the horn arrangements, you introduce some of the string arrangements. I know you don't like the horn arrangements. Um, And that's what starts to complete these songs. But structurally, some of them are nearly identical. There are other changes for sure. We can kind of pick into a little bit more, uh, but I would say I have something in my biggest disappointment that you look at the track list, you're like, I can't wait to hear that studio version, and you're disappointed with it. What song? Oh, really? I, 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 yeah. I mean, let me look at the list here. You know it off the top of your head. I do. I have an answer to that. Um, should I try to guess? I mean, you think you yeah, think, it, I think you, you think, should. You think shotgun? Bingo. Yeah, I mean that was that would be my only theory. Um, I like the beginning of it, right? It's just that's that I always like the intro to that. But you listen to it and you're like, "Yep, that thing is less polished than any live version we ever heard." It's and Boyd is on there and bad, mm-hmm. <laughs> out of key. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, there's not much to that one. Yeah, you know, at least he starts out of key or something. Yeah, it starts starts a little a little screechy or something there, and then. You know, you could tell that you know just shows you how raw these were. These weren't. I missed the scree. You missed the scree. I know. I don't want to. I don't want to talk too much about the gorge, but you know, you save overall, that for this the band, save that for the this next band requires that sound. Yeah, save that for the next pod. I will. I will. Um. So, do you have any standout tracks that you really liked? Ah, uh, no. I mean, I'm. There's a lot of stuff. I, let me just put it. There's a lot of stuff that's really good. Um. Uh, I, I haven't had. How an, about break for it? You like Break For It? I like the... Oh, it's so good. And you like the end of it particularly, right? Or no? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I just like Break For It. Oh, well, like I'm thinking that. Break Free. Excuse me. I'm thinking Break Free. Oh, yeah. Because the Break Free <laughs> no, part break doesn't for have uh, the horn section at the end. I really like that. Um, we've only heard Break For It from an IEM, I think, right? Back in a long time ago. Right. But that little guitar... I really... Really like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's a highlight for me. Um, there's some really cool, like, you know, your favorite bands of all time, like the Beatles, I think, had some studio stuff leak out that, you know, wasn't ever meant to be released. And it's it's akin to being a fly on the wall watching your favorite artist paint or, you know, or, or record in a studio. And as, as much as you might see it on one hand as a violation of privacy in it, it absolutely can be considered that, no doubt. 
Um, it's also the 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 curiosity, the awe. You you can't help but want to be a part of that or see a part of that creative process. Oh, and one hundred percent. And 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 some of these tracks, soprano guitar, which is basically shotgun with a beat over yeah. it and just goofing around. The Robert Randolph jam, uh, recovered. Some of these things are just. Yeah. the fans. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> you, you, know, you just, make a good point. We want to be involved. We want to. We want that desire for more content. We want to see some of this process happen. And again, we're used to it from other bands, especially up and coming bands that are offering that content because they're trying to get your attention. But they're giving us looks inside the studio. They're giving us tracks frequently, and and we desire that from this band too. Um, you know, I was very disappointed on w- w- what kind of insight we got to the studio recording of this. I think what did we get? Uh, two or three two-minute YouTube videos that, and, and some yeah. of them used old interviews. I mean, we essentially got no insight into the recording process through, other than those short videos and maybe one or two interviews. We just want more, and this is a great look to be able to see, which some of this, you know, we'd get a, in the old days, we'd get a YouTube video, uh, and you'd hear these things in the background. They'd be turned down real quiet, or the band Whoa. recording it, and people would drive crazy. I mean, imagine if you heard some of these little guitar loops you know, in the background of a video, a promo yep. video. Um, and that's what we yep. miss. We don't, we don't, there is none well, of that anymore. Do you remember the 2000 tour? Um, they had not played Busted Stuff yet. But they they had like tents outside outside the venues doing certain things. Like, I, I don't remember what they were, but affiliations with the band. And they would play clips from the Lily White sessions. And one of them had Busted That's the first time anybody had heard Busted Stuff was outside of a tent in a, in a, in a band-related kind of pop-up tent mm-hmm. outside a concert yep. in the summer. It's like stuff like that. People soaked up. Yep. And, and now it's – that was anticipation. Now this is like – I think it's a reaction to disappointment too. Disappointment. I mean, let's say let's say Come Tomorrow comes out and it really blows us all away. Okay. Let's say that it's a return to form. It's blows us all away. It's shocking. It's just good DMB. Um, and then this leaks. I think while we're all excited and clamoring for it, I, I don't know. I think the the goodwill and and. This isn't as good as the album. Let's say that. Let's say the album is far better than what we get. Okay. Um, is this as big of a deal? Um, good question. I think I think the big deal about it is that we have a bunch of songs, and people love having a bunch of songs. That if you only listen to the albums, if you only buy every um, album that the band releases, and then your buddy comes up and says, "Hey, have you heard this track?" You're like, whoa, where'd you get that track? Yeah. It's not on an album. And people, you know, people want to know the full DMB catalog as much as they can because they want to go to the show and be able to know the song. So having songs that are not on an album is pretty, but are potentially get played or part of the catalog. People want to know what those are, regardless of how good they are, regardless of the album that just came out as like the best album ever. These songs are part of a DMB catalog, and people just want to know them. So that's what makes a big deal out of it. So I think, regardless, anything, any new songs that come out, people are going to make a big deal out of it. I don't deal. Yeah. You got any? Yeah, yeah. I think, I think so. And as I was asking you that question, I almost said to myself, you know, is that really that big of a deal, Matt? Is it that? Is it that different? I, I think, like you said, new music. Even if we just, even if they just released a hundred new tracks yeah. and we got through them all in a couple of months, yeah. I think ten more would just, just be as is eagerly enough. Well, here's a question for you. Do you think which would be a bigger deal? 
uh, a studio session of a track is leaked or a finished track is given out. So say right now, say if the band were to release either a leaked studio track or you know a studio track from early, it's rough, or they released actually a finished song. They release a, a you know a, a single. Uh, not not like a, is it the same? Is it the same track? As it, the both of them are unheard of. Prior. Both are unheard of, but one's raw from the studio early, and one is a completed. The band has gone through the entire process and. I think it's got to be a completed song because you're getting one song. Would you rather have it polished or not? Right. Um, uh, there is a certain mystery, yeah. right? Allure to the unreleased stuff, mm-hmm. or un- unfinished stuff. But already people are like, oh, let's get better quality versions of these files. I, I don't. I think people want to err towards the best quality, the best production possible. Mm-hmm. But at this stage, they'll take whatever they can get. Well, I'm just saying, yeah, exactly. They'll take whatever they get. But if you want to make even a bigger deal is what we're talking about. What's a big deal? A big deal would actually be the band releasing one oh, of yeah. these songs in a finished form I, I don't know without why. an album. I don't, and you, why do you go – Why do you, how do you have this in your pocket for, for over a decade yeah. and you go six years without releasing an album? Yeah. I, 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 just even release a single, single tracks would be great. I mean, you look at somebody like Weezer and you know uh, all this Toto stuff. They went into the studio and recorded Africa and um, what's the other one uh, that they did? Um, Rosanna. Yeah, Rosanna, exactly. Um, they went in the studio and just recorded those two covers and released them to their fans. I released them on Spotify. Just did a song, completely yeah. went through the full process, you know, producing, mixing, mastering, and released it. That's so cool. That's awesome yeah. to do. And then, then you know, Toto went and did a Weezer song. I mean, that'd be great if we could just say like, pick one of these songs. Um, which appears to be "Drive Me Away." I'm just watching the chat here. Everybody is saying "Drive Me and Away." That's is uh, the gas into fire, right? That 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 show from 2004, the June 17th. Yeah, I think like, take that one song. Let's pr- let's produce let's let's produce it and release it and just keep the keep music flowing. And that would be a big that would be a huge deal. Regard bigger deal than just a leaked version of a leaked version of "Drive Me Away." A completed version of "Drive Me Away" would be. Awesome. Would love to hear. Yeah, I, I don't get it either. Um, it, it almost feels like the songs that we're hearing, it almost feels like they had to be squeezed out of Dave. Mm. These songs don't... They, I, for To me, it just seems like, you know what? All I can do is come out with my own part. I can't even be bothered coming up with what the sax or the violin is going to sound like in this song. Oh. Well. It, 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 not only do we get half an album's worth of material... That wasn't very good. It's half a band's worth of contributions. It's it, come tomorrow is like the most watered down beer I think I've ever had. I don't know. You're getting, getting exaggerated, in my opinion. Um, but okay. yes, I I miss that the band doesn't go into the studio together and makes these. It now seems that Dave will join any one of these producers. Yeah. He'll go to those producers' studios. He'll jumps around. You can see it from all the all the note, liner notes that we have from Come Tomorrow. Yeah, he goes to there. And who has writing credits, too? The producer and Dave have writing credits. They come up with a song, and then they toss it over to the band to add their pieces. And I think it's really interesting because if you look at, you know, um, Kill the King and Break Free, that's just Batson and uh, Dave recording. And it looks like Batson records the drum machine, drum parts. Carter's, the end versions that we have of those songs are the songs that the band plays with those now. Carter's playing that drum machine part. And... 
you kind of think that Batson wrote that drum part and just Carter's playing. It's not even Carter producing, the, you know, coming up creatively about the drum part. So it's just that's the part that sucks. I wish that band would record and come up with the songs as a group versus Dave and a producer coming up with it. And that was the problem. You're with, right. That was the problem with um, Every Day. That the same well, and I don't want to pretend to know exactly the details, but I would put money down that they've gone into the studio so many times, just like you described, and they lose momentum. Dave's in there for a couple days or whatever, and that's it. They get sent, but then some, the ball gets dropped, and the momentum's lost, the feeling's lost, the groove is lost, and they start over, and they do that over and over and over again, and they can't get an album out. Six years for a band that's got all this kind of stuff in their pocket, and this yeah. is all what we know about right yeah. now. There's countless more, no question. Yeah. Uh, why Why are you we squeezing this rock-hard piece of granite to get some music out and drip, 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 and... <laughs> Like I said, I want to see you squeeze some granite. I want to view it in a bubble. I want to listen to it in a bubble. But I, I can't, I can't see what's happening here without throwing a really nasty eye at Come Tomorrow and and say, that's what I had to wait six years for. And I'm not saying these are the Lily White sessions, and they're not. Mm -hmm. But it is a good amount of material that that tickles my my audible senses a lot more than what you just made me wait six years for. And expect me to pay money for. Mm. I don't mm. know. I, I'm really, you're, you're, I'm really getting your, what you're getting with the point. You're, you're certainly saying these songs have not changed enough in six years that we had to wait six years. You know, the, the, mm. this, the songs were. If you look at these songs, even though they're rough, and what we have of official versions, especially like you say, "Come on," it's ninety percent there. Why do we have to wait six years for the last ten percent? And that's the point you're disappointed at. Is like, why couldn't we put in the effort, put in, put in that final ten percent, and get the music? Without waiting six years, is that is that kind of your point? I I, th- I think so, and and I think it goes back to a common theme when, at least in my opinion, when we talk about this band in the studio, is that word effort, and I don't think there is any money anymore. As, and and here's the I, thing, Dave would no, Dave would absolutely take obviously would take a, uh, offense to that and say I put oh. I worked my ass off in there, and I'm sure you do. It's just that contiguous, you can't keep the momentum going. So you're doing this and you're busting butt to get up here, and then oh my goodness, everybody's I can't get anybody together to do this. I can't get this part. Let's go back into the studio. Let's try this again. And it's probably a start stop. I think he's even talked about writing lyrics, something about constipation. Uh, you know, uh, I th- I think it's certainly frustrating the the creative process, but. Even uh, Johan on the, the live chat asks, is the band broken? Are they not able to record as a band in the studio anymore? Very valid question. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what really happened there. I, I would say everybody associated with the band, members, anybody, any of that, would very much agree that there's not any effort going in. They, they will bend over backwards to show you all the stuff that the band is doing effort-wise. And the time, I mean, they could probably show you, we spent a th- you know, Dave spent a thousand hours in the studio. I'm not doubting that. I just... It doesn't seem efficient, or the the return for that effort is there's got to be a better way. Yeah. I mean, you could you could say, hey, I didn't make the basketball team, but I I practiced you know uh, eighteen hours out of the day. I mean, you know, I, that, is that considered good? It's effort. I mean, yeah, I guess you're trying, but there's something's clearly it, not working. It goes to the oh, but they're having such fun on the stage. I don't care. I hate my job sometimes, but I still put out a good product. <laughs> like, you know, you know, no, but for real. I mean, what's the judge? What are we all here for? To hear good music. Right. But so many people have become so tribal where they're defend. They, they've put so many hours and years of their lives into following this band that to admit that it might not be what it once was is, is almost a personal defeat or personal failure. People take it that way. So therefore, they're on the tribe. They're red or blue. And I got to be okay with this no matter what. Mm-hmm. 
And um, I'm not upset. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I think they're not as it's not good, but um, I, I still enjoy what it is now. I know it's not as good as it was before, but these mu- the music I enjoy, I like it. And um, yeah, yeah, and I try to get out, try to compartmentalize, like comparing comparing back and forth, and just kind of live it, a little bit more in the moment. Also, think even though they reached back into 2006 to pull out some songs for Come Tomorrow. Think of this fact: these songs are all at least twelve years old that we're listening to. This is not like this is not like a, a dump of studio material that came out, you know, that, that they recorded a year ago, just spilled out too. It's it's weird to listen to the band in another era, actually. Right. Um, you know, so it doesn't it doesn't it's not like they were just playing these last night and threw them out and decided to come out with "Come Tomorrow" either. Right. It's another way to look yep. at it. Uh, it it kind of it's. Even though it, for me it's still impossible to listen to it in a bubble, it kind of maybe just can has to be. Yeah, it just is. Um, do you see Amber's comment here? Um, you know, we're talking about is the band broken and them not recording as a, as a band in the studio from what we can tell from liner notes. And Amber throws out there maybe it's not the same since Leroy died, and um, has you know that's the thing that broke doing the recording of the albums uh, as a band. It- we all, I mean, everything we've read and heard is that Leroy was much more of a creative force, oh, yeah. and and a, and a, and a referee in the band than it would he would ever let on by if you watched him up on stage. Yeah, we right? have video of them in the studio, in the studio, and Leroy is there, and he's the most vocal person. He's pointing and telling people what to do and saying what he likes or not. You you don't get any of that on live. He, in the studio, some of the video we have of Leroy, he was very vocal. Um, so there's there's something to be said about that. Yeah. Uh, there, there is also something he said that say that uh, that uh, every day busted. Well, maybe not every day, but busted stuff um, and stand up both were Leroy albums also. Um, and and I wouldn't say that stand up is regarded as a as a pinnacle of releases for this band and their and their discography. Mm-hmm. But um, but it doesn't also sound like. I mean, look at the years of release. Every day was two thousand one. Busted stuff was 02. Mm-hmm. Stand up was two thousand five. Mm-hmm. They could they kicked out. Three albums in the space of four years. Man, the good days. And after Leroy, I mean, we knew that even though Big Whiskey was four years after uh, after Stand Up, um, Away From The World was three years, um, we know that Big Whiskey, they took a multiple swings at that album. Yeah. And Away From The World is not played anymore. Apparently not liked by the band or Dave. Dave, yeah, at least. And then, and then we have six years. So, I mean, Amber... There's a lot of I, I don't think there's a lot of counterpoints to your to your argument there. I yeah, think I guess the, that's very the true. The counterpoint would be these bats and sessions were recorded when Leroy was alive, and clearly these bats and sessions w- appear to be Dave and Batson together. Um, and Leroy, you know, some of these, unless Leroy's there and in telling and contributing to Dave and Batson and just not recording any parts, I, I doubt it. But it almost looks like this was actually happening while Leroy was alive based on the timing. These were recorded in 05 and 06 and it's just Dave and Batson and Leroy was alive at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting. And it's, I, for me, it's easy to, it's easy to point to my, my, um, my dissatisfaction with certain things with the band and be like, and, and try to point to this and try to validate my gripes right now and say, see, see, but it, It'd be easy to draw that line, but that's not it's not that direct of a line. Again, because it's 12 years old, these tracks are 12 years old. I think it is our overall point of 
why are we dying for music to come out at such a pace that, that we're seeing it when you've got stuff like this that even admittedly for Mark, this is early days stuff, and yet I would take five tracks out of here right now and put them on Come Tomorrow and be a lot happier with that album. And are the ones you swapping out like My Feelings, the Dave Solo ones, or no? Yeah, well, I mean, do you want to do you want to do that real quick? Do you want to play fantasy uh, album building? I don't. I don't have my picks for our, what I would take from Bats and Sessions. That's not on Come Tomorrow. Well, I'll say this. I'll, I'll grab. I don't know about Come Tomorrow, but I'll take. I'll take um, Red Glare. I'll take Early Home. I'll take Drive Me Away. Um, I'll take Scream Into the Grave. I'll take uh, Break for It. Uh, I'll take. Uh, Ask, and I'll take ABC. What's that, six? Mm, sounded like a lot. You know, six six or seven, yeah. And I mean, I'll throw out I'll throw out uh, Samurai Cop, Can't Stop. Oh, you can't throw out Samurai Cop. I'll, why? It's not a good song. It's very good song. I'll throw out she. she. I'll throw out She. You're crazy. Well, there's another repetitive, boring, grungy song on this one called... Uh, Celebrate, I yeah, think, like on the Batson sessions. It's the same kind of thing. It's a boring, crunchy riff. Um, I'll throw out Black and Bluebird. I'll throw out Do You Remember? I'll throw out Coming Tomorrow. I mean, there's six right okay. there. Okay, I don't agree with um, Samurai Cop. I don't agree with She. Um, do you remember I'm on the fence, but I, I would... I Oof, oof, I, oof, this song's bad. Yeah, I mean... Oof, so annoying. Yeah, it's, not the, it's, not the, it's not the best, but it's, it's still catchy. Um, I wouldn't throw out as much as you. Um, and it's hard. You throw out "Come Tomorrow," right? Yeah, well, I'm not the not the biggest fan of "Come Tomorrow." The name, song. Name me a Dave Matthews Band song that's worse. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't have a, I don't really have in my head what are the worst DMB songs. I never really thought about yeah. that before. What my that one takes a particular shot right to my loving to loving wings. I'm not song. a big fan of. <sighs> yeah, that's a bad one. Uh oh, here comes a flame war. <laughs> Plastic Girl from Brad. Plastic Girl, yeah, but B Rad, at least it didn't show up on an album. <laughs> you know, at least they knew. <laughs> you know? Uh huh. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't have a lot of bottom ones. Um, no, you love everything. You know what's interesting about this is I, I, I'm trying to rip. Yeah, I love every day. <laughs> <laughs> I said everything. Oh, sorry, everything. <laughs> love the phone book. Um, you know what's interesting about this in the history was when stand up came out I'm, I'm like racking my brain about this because it's been a long time but i remember like the very first reference to stand up was like amazon bookstore website whatever um for pre-order something and they listed it as like stand stand up part one uh, this is from my memory mm-hmm. that i'm remembering and hopefully i'm not remembering it wrong but they listed it as part one and we all flipped out like what part one what, what, what does that mean is that you know is it gonna be part two they quickly corrected it just to stand up but then in interviews and whatnot, it, we from the band or from from Batson, um, you know, there was discussion that there was a ton of material and that a part two or just another album to quickly follow was very real. And clearly, we can see from these recording sessions there was a ton of al- uh, material. There was mm-hmm. enough for another album. So I don't know if this was all stuff that was intended to be stand up part two or give it a new name. But um, it's too bad that it didn't come out right at that time. Like we, we should have been able to do it, follow it up, follow up, stand up with all this material. Kid A and Amnesia. Oh, that's great. They were yeah. what? They were like 12, 18 months apart. Was it even that long? I, geez, I can't remember. But uh, yeah, I don't I feel like it was. Yeah, but, I mean, they were recorded in the same sessions, and they said, "Let's let's do it. Let's put it out." And I don't. 
you're right. In the internet age, a song every two months or something. Mm-hmm. Um, new you know, for a band that something tours new. as much new. as yeah. for, for for a band that tours as much as they do. This is not these aren't the these aren't the the granddaddies. This is not Rolling Stones who still tour. You know yeah. and. And but you know they have such a massive catalog to draw from. I mean the band does have a massive catalog. They just refuse to diversify on tour. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it. I I don't know why more music. And, and Bruce works for Red Light. Right. So if only his it was only their flagship oh, yeah. band would follow his advice. Oh, I know. I, I that's I read <laughs> when I read that I was like, oh my gosh, why can't we do this? And I feel like it's hard to compare DMB when you say like an Elton John or. Um, Rolling Stones or whatever. It's like, those are bands that aren't really, I mean, I'm going to say they aren't putting out new music. You're going to call me out on that. But for the most part, they're doing tours of the same material. They're not yeah. trying, they're not constantly putting out new material. So you can't really apply like, well, look, Rolling Stones has put out a new song every two months or Elton John has put out a new song every two months. They're in a, they're in a different stage of their career. They're not interested yeah. in producing new music. I think if you look at anybody that is putting out new new music, they are releasing songs frequently. They, those bands, those bands were at DMB's stage in their career before DMB started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know. Yeah, this, they're 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 in a they're in a different part of the life cycle of a band. Yeah. So it's yeah. hard to you can't really compare to that. But if you compare to other bands that are in like well, Weezer, you know they're doing it. Um, freaking Toto's doing it, and they're you know much older. So. I, I just wish they would. Uh, wish we could. We had all these songs. I, I just don't know what is the good reason. What, what do you, What do you think the good reason is for not releasing these songs? If you were to ask, you know, now that we know all this, you say, Dave, you had all these songs in 2006. They just needed to be finished, or do you think that they were just bad songs? Do you think they were? I think needing to be finished is such an ask of this band right now. It took them six years to put out Come Tomorrow, which sounds like they may have sat down over the course of an afternoon and sent the thing around ISDN and said, you put your part in, you put your part in. Okay, we're done. Look at Busted Stuff. That was a two-week effort. They don't like being in the studio anymore. They hate it. Because they can't get together. They can't get in the same room. You know what? Somebody roll around a studio with them on tour. Take uh take a, a day off between shows <laughs> yeah. and force them to sit in there and record and maybe we'll get an album out of it. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's Dave recording with a producer, sending something to Carter. He's gonna guess, lay it down when it comes. Yeah, but, okay, so you got you got these songs. You got you know what's the one everybody's loving? Um, Drive me away. You got this, and it's already at this point already. Why can't it get over the line? What is is it? Dave saying no? It, uh, don't let's not do that song. It's not a good song. Is it? Carter's not available, or the band's not available to get together to finish it. There's no time. I, I'm not a I'm not a musician, but I would imagine when you're when you're playing a song or writing a song, you're in the groove of that yeah. song. And I think maybe if it sits on the shelf for too long, you lose it, and it's very hard to pick it back yeah. up. And I, I think that's what some will come tomorrow is is these are songs that were stuck in that Dave had in his head that he was really liking and that he was feeling, and to that point. Drive Me Away yep. was not a song that in the moment of Come Tomorrow not yeah, was not in his mind. It wasn't stuck in his head. You know, When I'm Weary or um, what, what else? Do You Remember? Just stuck in his head and he couldn't get them out. And he's like, these are the kind of songs I want. These are the songs I want on the album because they're on and, the head. And it's, it's a path of release resistance, I think. I think getting that laid down was a lot less effort than it would have been to go and take something that might really be something and work on it mm-hmm. again. 
rewarm it up right. and 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 put more ingredients into it. I think that that's a lot more difficult. I did. There's nothing. There's nothing anybody could tell me to say the band is not lazy in the studio. I am absolutely convinced of that. <sighs> that's such a mean thing to say. That is so mean to say. I mean, I, I'm not trying to be. I'm, a jerk I'm trying to, to think that. that there's got to be another step before just saying. I mean, man, I could not. I could not imagine saying that to their face that you're you're lazy in the studio. I think they're not going about they're I, not going about it the best way and I don't know if it's if, out of, I don't think it's out of laziness. I, if if I if I had the opportunity to say it to them. Um obviously I'd be polite, but I would say the outcome makes it appear like there's not a drive to push yourself to the next level, all things considered. Um I'm not one of those people who a really quick side note. I was uh, this was 15 years ago. I'm in New York. I'm having coffee with some people, and I look out the window. I go, "Boy, look at that!" It's when the Scion cars first came out. And you know the XB, that boxy thing. Yeah, it looks like a. And I go, "Who on earth would buy that? That is the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my <laughs> life." And the guy I'm having coffee with says, "Oh, that's mine." <laughs> and you know, some some people might go, "Oh, you know, I didn't really mean that. I, you know, I, I was just being." Exa-. I said. I'm really sorry about that. Like, it's just how I feel. I just, I owned it. You're like, I'm not one to say one thing and then just say, oh, no, no, no. I didn't really mean that. Sure. Like, listen, I'll, I'll own that I said that. And maybe I put my foot in my mouth a little bit. But honestly, I just feel like it's just not for me, right. man. I wouldn't I wouldn't say that I think the band is lazy and then be like, oh, I, I didn't mean lazy, guys. Like, if they ever called me on it, if I ever, hey, Matt, this is Dave. What's up, Jack? <laughs> hey, what's up, Matt? How's it going? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I, but like uh, DMB tattoo, thank you, man. He, he says lazy as in content or comfortable. Um, I don't pretend to know what kind of effort needs to go into recording an album. And I know it's tough. And I know the Lily White sessions were not an easy situation, this and yeah. that. Ultimately, I'm a fan and I know what you guys are capable of. And it just doesn't sound anywhere remotely close to what you have, the standard you have set. But this is coming, this comes down to where we differ on feelings. Say say the effort or whatever you want to say, you know, the, the the route they're going is less. It's not ideal. Would you rather have the not ideal or have nothing at all? It's like then just just stop or hey, I'll, you know whatever. If that's what we're if that's the only way we're gonna get, it's a false choice. If, if, if we're only gonna get music this way, I'd rather get if this is how it works for the band, and this is the only if we're gonna get music, it's gotta be this way. Fine, it's gotta be this way, and I'll t- I'd rather take the music. I think you're of the opinion of, but n- no, I, it doesn't mean I have to sit there and take the music. I can comment on it. Sure, you can comment on it. That, that, that's all I'm saying. Like, it's, it's a false choice. It's not a binary choice that it's either have it how it used to be, yeah. or have it. Yeah, you know, but I or, or you don't can comment on it. But then at some point you got to say, okay, I now know that this is the. It's going to be this way. Can I can I evaluate it in that form versus constantly comparing it to? Oh, I wish they would go back to the the old way they recorded. At some point. We got Now, would I rather have them have released come tomorrow, or we're still waiting on an album? I would still wait. Wow. Because now, because now, how many years? It's going to be at least four years until we see whatever's next. <laughs> <laughs> at least. Oh man! Right. We're going to be at the next. That's the every thing. World Cup, like, gonna a, uh, every World Cup. We're going to get a. Every World Cup. We're going to get a D and D album. <laughs> no, I mean, or or let's say they didn't release it. Well, it's possible tomorrow something cool could drop. If they hadn't released Come Tomorrow. But now we know that's what we got. You waited six years for it, and now you probably got another six, if if ever, that we get another one. Yeah, I, but you're the, so you're making the assumption that things would get better with more time. 
Uh, no, I'm gambling that something would be better. Yeah, and I think that's with the, more I time. think that's what, what makes you think that something's going to change with. Well, listen, Dave woke up tomorrow morning and feels a little different. I I'll take the gamble that it's better than what we got. It's not, why is it? I mean, it's not before these crowded streets. Yeah, okay, it's not that, but man, it's it's not it's not every day. This is way better. You say you, you saying this is worse than every day? Yes. No. Yes, every day had the band in it and it had a direction no. at least. No. I think the, every day I think was I, Glenn Ballard and Dave recording in the studio, putting it in written sheet music, and the band members fly in and play sheet music. Some, somehow the uh, somehow the entire band played on almost every song. I don't imagine Oh, they that. played on it, but they didn't contribute to it. Dave and Glenn Ballard wrote the music. Ultimately, I'm not saying these guys aren't writing the songs. I want to hear the I want to hear the instruments. Is Glenn Ballard has not been back with the band, has not done any new songs with Dave. It's not part of any of these three or four producers that came back for Come Tomorrow. Clearly that was not a, a working ingredient. I, and I the the outcome of that is nowhere better than the than these sessions okay. or Come Tomorrow. The music from Come Tomorrow is good songs on there. I, I mean, oh, I I say I don't agree. There's, you don't think there's any good songs on Come Tomorrow? Uh, I think Again and Again is all right. Uh, and I like uh, Come On, Come On a little bit. Um, and that's it, right? Man, so much. I mean, I love Virginia and the Rain. I know you don't like Samurai Copper She, but those are good songs. Um, I mean, man. I don't know how you like She. Really? She's fun. She's fun. Oof. It's just, oof, nah. Um, and Cornbread. I like Cornbread on that album. I read Cornbread. Um, what am I talking about? Yeah. I don't know what you are talking about. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, the the remake of Cornbread or uh, no, Can't Stop. What? Thank you, God, my brain can't stop. Oh, Joe, stop. The, I like Can't Stop. On I know, free the beast inside of you, and really tell me how you feel. I, I like the re- reversion of Can't Stop, and it's fun live. Um, anybody else? Anybody? Anybody out there? Yeah, agree with this me guy? over here. Yeah, I'm out of the closet. Yeah, the guy, the guy you've got ball gagged back there. I told him to agree with me, and then he'll, he'll let him out. But hey, hey Joe, yeah. what's on your wall? What? What's on your wall? What's the ta- is that tape? Oh, the the red stuff coming out of the side of the oh, painting. That's where a shelf used to be. Oh, a shelf okay. used to be. I took the shelf down, and that's like some old paint from generations mm. before that I did not live here. I'm gonna call your landlord. I'm not gonna make sure you're really getting t- you're getting inspecting on me. Uh, I just have to check you just to make sure you're not doing anything weird. Since you were love can't stop. I mean, Joe, it's awful. It's awful. The fact that that made an album over anything else. It's awful. Oh, really? I, I freaking loved can't stop. I have to get some power here. I'm losing power. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, it, it's not it, it's it's not like this uh, entire um, bats and sessions leak is full of gems either. I mean, we got we've got five or six really interesting pieces of music that you know aren't done yet, but I would want to hear more and hear hear what they develop out of them. Um, so it's not like again, it's not the it's not the binary choice. This is what I got instead of this is what I could have gotten instead of come tomorrow. It's not that. It's easy to make that comparison, and that's what I'm inadvertently doing right. here um for the sake of conversation but uh yeah i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna listen to this more i'm gonna listen to this a hell of a lot more than i listen to come tomorrow well 
I mean, no. I've come tomorrow, I listened to it like twice, and I just felt you, like I've heard the album. I still listen to Before These Crowded Streets, and I'll hear things that I haven't picked up on before. You listen to Come Tomorrow more than twice. I don't believe you when you say that. Album end to end? At least the new, new maybe, songs. May, maybe maybe three the, times. The songs that you hadn't heard before on the album. Songs that you that maybe. songs that were you heard on the album on Come Tomorrow you had previously heard. You probably gave two lessons. I, I agree. You probably gave two or maybe three or four lessons to that. I think the songs that you hadn't heard before you gave you had to give close to double digit listens oh i don't think so i think no more than four tops no more than four tops there's there's nothing for me to grab onto to go back come to. on come on you listen to four times no i listen to that more times i'm talking like yeah okay i said come on come on and again and again those two sure um more more than that try to think she nothing she else. you listen to twice i don't like the song at all um what else am I missing? Give me some more songs from the from Come Tomorrow. Uh, you've got Do You Remember? Yeah, you didn't listen to that twice. Probably not. No. You've got uh, you've got the When I'm Weary. I think I've heard it twice. Right. That's not a good example. Um, um, Black and Bluebird. I, I listened for the for Jeff Coffin popping his head out of the gopher hole and then going right back down for the rest of the album. <laughs> that, was, that was fun. I'm like, oh, that's what the band used to sound like. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's the Dave Matthews band. And then they disappeared. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't I don't care for that song at all. I just again it's it doesn't grab me. It doesn't make me want to listen to it again and again. It might be fine in the background. It's not a bad sounding song. It's kind of pleasant, a little hoppy, a little frolicking through. But it's not a song that I'm sink my teeth into at mm-hmm. all. And that's how I feel about Come Tomorrow. That girl is you. Um, you know what's funny? And I'm trying to keep the um the Preservation Hall band performance out of it because that can really color that song a lot lighter than. <laughs> a lot of people would say. Um, and in a bubble, like, I could appreciate the gall of the of them attempting that. And I like the beat. I like yep. the beat. On the album, <laughs> sucks. It does. And his he did it in one take, mm-hmm. and his voice is awful. Yep. Um, but uh, live, live is kind of fun when the band comes in if they actually would jam that out at the end that'd be cool um but that album right yeah uh, you 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 reminded me yeah the album version is not the not the best i mean it could be could have been more on the album like yeah i agree yep yep but i i mean not to not to go too much into the gorge but that was a top 10 moment for me on tour was preservation hall jazz band on that girl's you and um there are people who who would you know high count posters on ants who are like oh it sounds like garbage it sounds like a wall of sound and i'll agree that any recording i've listened to since then or youtube or whatever does sound muddled it just sounds like they're all blaring up there i can promise you this at the concert it sounded like how do these guys coordinate all of this this is a proper jam like there are a lot of people on that stage and nobody's stepping on each other it really did sound great man that was a special moment and uh they're coming to seville which yeah, we're gonna talk about more on the, yeah. on the next pod, but uh, that that's yep. probably yep. one of the prime announcements of of the fall tour is that uh, Preservation Hall Jazz Band is going to be in Charlottesville. Yep, yep. They're gonna are they opening? Or are they playing their own thing? Opening. It, it's just they're going. They're yeah. opening. Yep. How fantastic for them! That's so yeah. great. Which is what they did for Gorge, and then we'll just fig- yep. have our fingers crossed that they bring them out again. Yep, yep. So, um, speaking of the Lily White sessions. Uh, there is a little bit of Lily White session related news. I, I'm not, I don't know this guy, 
but there's a there's an artist. I think we might have chatted before a little bit about him. Um, Riley Walker. From what I understand, he's like a parody artist, or I don't know if that means he's like a Tenacious D kind of thing, or or the Concords or whatever. Like he's, but I understand he's a bit of a goofball in ways. Um, but he's actually releasing a cover album of the Lily White Sessions, and it's the whole thing, and. They've up to the. I don't know if they've released any more now, but they had released busted stuff. Oh, really? And it's a completely different take on busted stuff, but it's cool. And it's like you know, uh, if if the rest of the album is a different take off of Lily White Sessions, like this, like that's something that I'm interested in hearing big time, and I could listen to that. It, it's, it, so, so I'm not. Fam- I have to admit, I'm not familiar um, with his stuff. Is it pretty high quality? Like, oh. is it the music? Ship musician, what, what's the word I want? Oh, 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 yeah. This is not a. This is not a guy on, the, on sitting on his bed in his in his in his room, uh, recording, recording his cover. Not, it's like a produced, like a high musicianship. A, a, absolutely. Okay. Let me um. Let me see if I can maybe even get this in here a little bit. What do you think about that? See the place. See if I can. Uh, I don't know if I can do this. Um, I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to get it in here a little bit. Um, there it is. Um, let's see if I can add an application, shall we? I'm going to add an application, see if anybody can. Uh, let's see. Got me all. I'm going to try to do got it. Got me all nice and nervous. I'm going to try to do this. Let's see what we got here. Can you hear that? No. Oh, at least I can't. Maybe the streamers can. Let me see if they're getting it. Yeah, it's going through. It's going through. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> I'll be listening later. I'm so, assuming right now is like one of the best parts, and I'm talking over it. So, yeah, this is coming. This is coming out November sixteenth. Oh, cool. Joe, just bob your head. Pretend like you can hear it. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's. Apparently, they said that this guy's a little strange, and. I'm just going to mute it there and that'll be that. But they said that they thought it was going to be like a joke. Yeah. But it's, if you listen to it, it's very serious. Uh, It's just a different take on it. Uh, Same lyrics, different lyrics. Same. It's a cover. Yeah. But it's very much in its own style. Interesting. So So that'd be cool. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that's cool. Little Lily White Sessions. Can't wait till somebody takes the Batson Sessions then and does the same. (laughs) I'm looking forward to, uh, I think we'll do a little news article on it. I hope that doesn't offend anybody (laughs) since, you know, it's already out on YouTube and everything else. I'm not sure if that's okay. Is that okay? Oh, geez. Can we report on something that's happened? (laughs) I'm just making sure that's okay and doesn't, you know. Uh Uh-oh. Oops. Idiots. Anyway, um... I think that should probably just about do it for this for the for the Batson session episode, right? Yeah, I think there's the, the story is just starting, and it's going to be interesting to see what comes from this. Um, it can go a lot of different directions. Um, That's a good point. And will will any of these songs be played live? Fall tour uh, and during the fall n- tour? Does, does no? <laughs> does this make it? No, somebody had said that. Does this make it more likely? Are are the band going to capitulate and play a song? And I think this makes it more likely that they'll never see the light of day. They're like, yep, yeah, yeah. You're never gonna hear. You're you're not gonna get a, a live performance of these now. Um, I, I think so. I hope that's not the case. I hope it. Oh, well, I hope not. I mean, 
I think if other band members liked any of these and, you know, they have more of a, more of an, uh, they have a better shot now of saying, Hey, we should play that live. And, you know, it's already out there. So I don't know. I feel like it's, maybe it's still extreme. Maybe it's still unlikely, but I think it's more likely than it was pre before yeah, they well, released. It's, it's on their mind where before it wasn't right. If any, to your point, absolutely. I mean, hey, maybe they're like, you know what? I did like that song. Yeah. Let's yeah. give it a rip. Carter and Stefan are like, really wanted to play this, play a song. Dave was never, Dave was like, nah, what's, we're not going to play that live. It's, we got the, we're going to maybe save that for an album or something. I think now Dave and Stefan say, oh, you know what? It's freaking out there. People are hearing it. Let's give it a or shot. Or maybe because they listen to the podcast, which has been proven by so many weird coincidences on tour, Joe. <laughs> maybe they just say, you know what? They're right. Let's get in the studio. Let's kick one out. We'll just drop an album tomorrow. It doesn't need to be an album. Unless you... It only needs to be an album if you have something that needs to be said in 15 songs. And there's there's something across all 15 that needs to be said. Albums do not need to be conceptual, though, either. Not have to be conceptual, but there's no reason you need to release music as an album. You can release music... I guess I'm wanting an album because I know if we get one release, it's going to be six years before we get another thing from the studio. So I want as many as possible into that one release <laughs> unless they're committing to releasing something regularly. And you know what? Yeah. As much as I like live tracks and I think they should keep doing that, I've got no I've got no anticipation for any live releases. I just think that the next album, if there is one or whatever, is six years away. I'm, I'm not happy to wait for that. Let's try to do a new way of distribution. Let's sure, scrap, sure. scrap the album. Let's just start releasing tracks if that means that we don't have to wait six years. Well, right. And I don't know what kind of contract they have with RCA either, right? I, I think, you know, we, we heard things about the, the how many albums were left on the contract. And I think this I can't was, imagine they haven't satisfied that. Yeah, it was back when I think the final thing was when they released that um, best of album. Remember when they yeah. did the best of album? Mm-hmm. I think that was what I had heard was the last album that was part of that contract. It was the contract said they had to release a best of. I think they probably have done new contracts, and I think it's, it's always been one at a time. I don't think they signed up for anything more than one at a time, and they pretty much have. They have all the negotiating power at this point. Well, I was going to say, what what behooves them to, to sign anything? Right, exactly. Hey, I'm Dave Matthews' band. We have an album with a producer who wants to distribute this. Right, exactly. Um, so that, there's an, I have low feelings that there is there any way under a contract to, pro, to produce a certain number of albums. Those days, are, those days are gone of signing up for multiple albums, I think. Right. So th- there's... Well, you're no right, contract, I'll take it. No contractual music. vision. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing. They don't make the so the number one albums thing, I think at this point they want to keep that going if they do release albums, which if they keep putting an album out every six years, they'll they'll get past. certainly achieve that. Well, I mean, some of the some of the bands are putting out number ones and they're gonna be putting them out at a greater pace than six years. Oh, oh, oh yeah, they might get past. yeah. But on top okay, so let's let's scratch that. What do you got to lose? Uh if anything, you maintain your relevance. By by continuously releasing music. Yeah. Other than that, you give people an opportunity to forget about you every four or five years. Right. Yeah. Uh, people listen I'm, to I'm individual on songs on, on streaming services. And the streaming services give you new music every week, either new releases or new suggestions. Oh, I, you you're onto something. You can just release songs as part of that. And that's how people are going to listen to it anyway. They're going to listen to one song every couple of months because I don't know if I've ever agreed with you this strongly. <laughs> we're not usually that, you know, all that divergent, but no, we're not that divergent, but scrap albums. 
I, it, we don't. We're not getting any of the good stuff that you would normally get from an album. You hear album. that, everybody? Joe loves Come Tomorrow so much, he wants to stop the concept of albums. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. The part I don't like about Come Tomorrow is how long it took. Um, that's the part I like. I like the music. I just I wish we could. I, we don't have to wait for the set to be done. Some Somebody uh, earlier when we were talking about the, the worst song, somebody put up Where Are You Going? Where Are You Going? I, I would say it's a probably good good some at least on a released album is pretty much up there. Yeah, that's um, it's not that bad, but it's pretty ba- it's pretty like basic. Hunger, I, hunger. Yeah. I I don't mind it either. I don't mind it. No, nope, nope. I'm just thinking like yeah. bad, like bad, bad, like 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 can't stop. Well, old so- old can't stop. I thought was bad. It just it was ugh. It took so, forever. New Brit, can't stop. Brit, like Brit Prague's from uh, from the live chat says rumor on the webs are that we might see that third disc any time now. I've been told this is impossible because news was reported. So I don't know. I don't see how that would line up, <laughs> Brit. But I appreciate you're really driving the, this home. The if you're tuning in just now, refer to earlier in the pod where we discussed the third disc and, and all that <laughs> stuff. Ugh, we're not gonna let it die. Uh, It'll be yeah. interesting. will be more. To, where I started with all this is the story is just starting. There's going to be more. We probably hit it as much as we can for right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we will definitely be revisiting this um, as the story progresses. Yeah, and uh, I guess for now, then thanks for listening. We've got a lot to talk about, uh, folks. We we have we have the fall tour stuff and any kind of plans. I know Joe's trying to put something together, at least like a little meetup, if not a party. Um, I'm not going to be there, um, because why would I? Uh, you know, we got um, the gorge to talk about. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about, and we're going to probably put another episode out here really shortly. Um, for those who are watching us on Facebook or those listening, definitely do subscribe to that Facebook YouTube Live. Definitely do subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, doesn't cost anything. Just go ahead and subscribe, and that way you, you can notify yourself if we do go live. Mm-hmm. I've noticed we got a lot more viewers today, which was cool. I think Twitter blocks uh, you, it doesn't show YouTube links. Nice. I don't think they advertise them. It always notices whenever all of our posts get a lot of likes and retweets, except the ones where we mention YouTube. But very, I think we get shadow banned or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but th- will we update DMB Hub with fall dates? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna put uh, Cindy. Uh, I put I was, that on Joe's. I inbox. was actually thinking about doing that. We, we we wanted to actually get the podcast out and a couple other things that are being worked on. So um, I think now we're at the point that I can do that. Can do that. We really just needed yeah. a podcast. It's been forever. But I would say for all those that aren't using YouTube that are are listening us through the traditional podcast methods, thank you for that. Keep doing that. I know that we actually to this date still get tons more listening just to the audio. Yeah. Um, and uh, subscribe to us on there or like us or share us on the, your audio app or give us a thumbs up or a rating. We do appreciate that. Helps new fans um, find the discussion. Yeah. Yeah. And if uh, definitely give us that, uh, that rating on iTunes. Um, if you would be so kind. Please. Joe's got Joe's to gotta get be able to pad the resume with all these ratings. Five star. <laughs> yeah. I wake up every morning and I check how many stars. I know you are... do. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, um, Facebook, and YouTube. Yeah, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Stephen, Peter, Cindy, Britt, James, everybody out there, Larry Boa, uh, B-Rad. Always good to see y'all. Thanks for listening, and we will be back very shortly. Take care, y'all. See ya.
Thanks for listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast. Visit AntsMarching.org and be part of the largest DMB community on the Internet. Show downloads, tour central, personal show stats, and set list game, and so much more. AntsMarching.org, the best stop for all things DMB.